Hello guys and welcome to the Cashflow Queens podcast. Today we have on Femme Power, but we have all the ladies who make up Femme Power, which is actually Maggie, Bina, and Alla. And Alla's coming back for another episode, so it was super awesome having everybody on. They do talk about Femme Power, but they talk about their own individual investing journey as well, so I hope you enjoy the episode. All right, guys. Hello and welcome to the Cashflow Queens podcast. Today we have on Femme Power. We have all the members on. We've had Alla on before, so you can definitely check out that uh, episode up above. But yeah, today we have on Maggie, Bina, Alla. So I'm super excited to have them all here. And I just kind of want to jump in and really get to know Femme Power a little bit better. So who runs what at Femme Power? Did you guys all come up with the concept together or how did it kind of come come together? Maggie, <laughs> picking on you first. Um we don't have specific roles. We all run FemPower. Mm-hmm. Um, it really is just a community of real estate investors. We started it probably about two years ago during COVID. And at the time, there really wasn't a type of community within the GTA where you can connect with like-minded women. So how it started was, I believe we just had um, like a get-together and I think uh, I put it out there one time and I know Ella, you had your own as well that you that you created and I literally put it out on stories and said, hey, does anybody want to join me one night? And uh, surprisingly, a lot of women ended up coming and that's how I actually connected with Ella and Bina. We were connected on um IG mm. um, prior to that, but uh, we we just started talking. And from that one event, we ended up um, starting a WhatsApp group with oh, a number cool. of women. And in that group, we started sharing, um, you know, referrals and giving each other suggestions. And we thought, you know, this is really great. Why don't we make something of this? Why don't we turn this into something that we can create something where people come on a monthly basis and more women could come and more women can share resources and we can learn from each other and, and um, you know, share our journeys. And so, yeah, that's how it all came to be. We officially made it a fem, made it fem power in, I believe, 2022. Oh, cool. Okay. 21. 21. End of 21. Sorry. Okay. End of 2021. <laughs> yeah. And from there, we just started creating like social events. So it's not, this isn't a, a community where, um, we're bringing in speakers. It really is a place where people can come together, um, learn from one another, network, create connections, talk about life outside of real estate, um, and just really just share share our journeys. I love it. All right, cool. And then I guess, um, so what do you really like strive to offer your members then? Like I know you said like monthly or weekly, no, monthly meetups, because I've actually been there before and it it's, was awesome. And there's always such great guest speakers, but what is your kind of goal with Power? So I think Maggie touched on a lot of it. It is really the opportunity for women to get together. After the first event Maggie talked about, um, some of the feedback that we got, well, like, this is amazing, right? Where else can we go where we're all women, we're all real estate investors, but we connect on more levels than just real estate investing. And what women were looking for was someone to take lead, to, 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 to organize, to host, and they were willing to come. And so I think that's sort of the role we ended up playing in the community. Um, but again, like what we want to offer is really the opportunity for people to meet new people, talk about real estate, talk about everything that's not real estate. If they're going through something and they need support, probably someone else in the room has already gone through the same thing and can offer some advice. Yes. We also like to have fun, <laughs> food, drink, good music as well, too. So a lot of our events are, uh, are around uh, having a good time. Awesome. And then how did all three of you like get connected? I know you met at that event, but why did you all decide to, you know, do this together? 
Oh, I wouldn't remember. <laughs> <laughs> they are part of my life now, so yeah. I don't even remember where it started. I think we just connected, you know. I think yeah. we had all similar goals, um, and it's very rare when you find people that you just connect with. Mm-hmm. And I think we just, all three of us, continue to keep that connection met outside um, of FemPower and then just decided, like, let's just do this. Let's just create this space, the connection that we have, and hopefully we can get other women to have that that same type of relationship and be feel like they're part of the community. Mm, okay. Mm-hmm. No, I love it. Do you guys have any future goals with FemPower? Always. Yeah. <laughs> Good question. Absolutely. Um, really, you know, hitting the space with those those frequent meetups with women is always something that you're going to find with FemPower. Mm-hmm. And so we always encourage women to keep following, keep reaching out, be okay. you know, be a part of the community, come to our events, learn about whatever the different offerings are that we may have. Mm. Yeah. Okay. I yeah, love it. Have, uh, just to add in there, we have so many people in the industry, realtors, lawyers, um, insurance agents, mortgage. So we're really trying to um, also allow people to connect, get those referrals they need. And I think that's that's really helpful as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, totally. Like I said, I've been to the FemPower events and they're awesome. And they're, I've had a lot of people on the podcast just meeting them there. So it's a nice space to meet people and with like-minded like interests. So it's great. All right. So amazing. Um, I just want to jump into Maggie's story first. So yeah, Maggie, how did you get started in real estate investing and uh, kind of where are you at now? How many doors or what's your journey overall? And we can pick it apart from there. Yeah, um, I actually started long time ago, back in 2005. Um, and really, it wasn't just real estate focus. I think at the time when I started my career, I was like, you know, my nine to five is not going to cut it in terms of where I think I want to be, you know, five, 10, 15 years down the line. It just so happened that at the time, real estate had helped me. Mm. Um, I had purchased my first place when I was 23. Wow. Um, wow. From there, um, I had sold that, bought two more, mm. sold one, bought three more. Honestly, didn't know what I was doing. Uh, <laughs> the, the term real estate investor did not exist back then. Mm. There was no YouTube or coaches that can tell you and guide you. Um, and so I, you know, just really enjoyed and and really understood how having some additional source of income Mm. can be life-changing in addition to your nine to five, like truly life-changing. And I'm not even just talking about like having several, like one even. Um, Mm. And being in it since 2004, going through the 2008 crisis and all that, Mm. um, you really get to see the benefit of holding on to real estate long-term. And so... um, you know, what I love about it is just the long-term growth, um, slow and steady. Mm-hmm. I don't mind that at all. Um, I think in order to uh, get the wealth you want, you just have to be patient. You have to ride it out. And um, looking back, I think that's one of the best things I did is I just sort of stuck through it and, you know, weathered the the really tough times. Mm-hmm. And when you're able to do that, then I think you kind of see the rewards at the end. Mm, I love it. Having patience. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> All right. And why did you, how did you get started at 23? That's so young. And how did you have that idea? You know what? Yeah, I mean, just coming from a um, immigrant parents working hard, literally uh, trading their time for money, my idea just started working. And I, I just thought, like, I would really just like to have a choice at some point. Mm. Not, not at that time. I just felt that um, having the nine to five just maybe wasn't enough to get me there as fast as I wanted to. Mm. And so it was just an idea. I've always been a saver all my life. And so it was one of those things where if I can try and think of other ways to add additional sources of income, how that potentially can, you know, change my life for the better and one day my family's. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. I love it. The long, the long game for sure. Yeah. Um, Do you have a favorite strategy that you like? 
you know, I'm a buy and hold girl. Okay, okay. <laughs> I, I kind of like things that are easy mm. that I can, you know, I don't have to hear about, but at the end, you know, there's huge returns. Mm. So yeah, that's that's basically what I love. I, I've, I've done everything from when to own burrs, flips. Mm. Um, I still like the burr method. I mean, right now in this market, it's probably not the best. Mm. I am currently working on one right now, um, but I tend to like the burrs buy and hold. It okay. works for me. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, I like that. No one said buy and hold so far, which it's kind of a given, but I like that that you have that patience and can see that growth. For sure. Um, do you uh, have a favorite market? I invest in Southwest Ontario. Okay. Um, so London, just ventured into St. Thomas. Mm. So that's more for, I started there in 2014. Mm-hmm. Um, I have found that that has been great for appreciation and that I also have been investing in Sudbury and Timmins. Mm. And I've been finding that has been great for cash flow. Okay. Yeah. Okay, less, wow. appreci- less appreciation, better on the on the cash flow. So kind of diff- diversified. Mm, okay. So many people moving to St. Thomas recently. So I've heard yeah, about it. Yeah, it's a growing city. Mm-hmm. Lots of jobs coming up in the next year. So it's exciting. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. what I've heard. Okay, perfect. Cool. Starting at 23. That's crazy. I love that. <laughs> um, all right, Bina, I'll move over to you. How did you get started in real estate sure. investing? <laughs> Absolutely. And actually, just like after hearing Maggie's story, I'm like, oh, that's kind of simple. Similar. Mm. Um, so I actually moved to downtown Toronto and bought my first place at in 2009. Okay. Um, and so not not as an investment property, but as my own um, principal residence. Mm-hmm. And at the time, uh, I had a friend and she wanted to move in. And I was like, hey, why not? Extra, extra rent. And I think... Only a couple of years ago did I realize that was kind of what you call house hacking. Mm, yeah. <laughs> I was like, okay, cool. I guess I was an investor from back then. Mm. Um, but after I moved uh, into my second property, I, uh, I made the decision with my husband to actually keep my first property. And so we kept it as a rental. We ran the numbers. We realized that we could carry that property with the rent alone, mm. which was fantastic. Um, and we didn't need to sell to buy uh, where we were currently living at that time. Um, and so that was about... 2013. Mm-hmm. And so we've been a landlord since 2013. It's about 10 years now. Oh, wow. um, and then we repeated that process again when we moved into our home. And so we ended up with two um, downtown Toronto condo rental mm-hmm. properties um, that we still have. We still have one of them. Uh, and the best thing is it was at a time in the market where we were really at the peak of when condo prices were really going up st- significantly. Both mm-hmm. properties went up double in value. And we did what we, I think, what would normally be very common these days in terms of like refinance, pull your cash out, invest it somewhere else. Um, and so every time we purchased our new principal residence, we we would do that. And that made that process a little bit easier for us. Um, and then more recently, having the opportunity to continue to refinance and then use those for new rental property investments. So that is how we kind of started. And then it wasn't until COVID where we both realized we wanted to do this a little bit more actively, right? Mm -hmm. And actually look for properties that were really good, solid investment properties, not necessarily ones that used to be our principal residence because you're not really looking for the same criteria in those. Mm-hmm. Um, and so here we are today. I would say uh, we're kind of three-ish years into being more active in mm-hmm. the real estate investment space. I have um, a few buy and holds. I feel mm-hmm. like that's kind of the blueprint that a lot of people start with. It allows you to understand how to maintain a property, how to be a landlord, how to deal with tenants, um, go through the whole financial process as well too. Um, and then last year got into the short-term rental market. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Yeah, so that has been very fun, I would say. Um, I tend to enjoy working on 
um, the aspects of real estate that are a little bit more creative. Um, so as I see my journey continue to grow, I think it is going to be away from things like buy and holds mm. and more into like the short-term rental space and the development space as well too, because I think that will like enable that sort of creative side to come out. That's awesome. Okay, yeah. so you, like that'll be kind of your future, like short-term rentals and developments? That's if you ask me today, yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, amazing. And what market would you do the short-term rentals in? Or do you have an idea? So my current properties are vacation properties. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they're, uh, I think that's a very particular niche. It's not the same thing as having short-term rentals in an urban area. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm very well familiar with those areas. If uh, I would expand in those areas. Uh, you have to be really careful about bylaws and stuff like that because mm-hmm. that's also changing. Mm-hmm. Similar in, 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 in big cities as well too. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's kind of where I see myself. I, I would say you want to stand out if you're going to have a short-term rental property. So what can you offer that is slightly different than your competitors? Mm-hmm. Um, I also think about like, you know, what's the experience that your guest is going to have? Mm-hmm. And how do you actually create something that's new that's not out there? And that will, you know, continue to bring more people to your property. So focusing on that that as well, too. Okay. Yeah. Yes. The experience overall. I think so, yeah. right? Because there are so many short-term rentals yeah. out there, right? So you really have to differentiate yourself. Right? Yeah. And when you talk about vacation rentals, are they in Canada? They're in Ontario. Okay. Yeah. So is it like cottages or? Yeah, cottages. Oh, it is. Okay. Yeah. How is it buying a cottage? I hear that there's a lot of like due diligence you have to do. You absolutely do. And someone like me who's been living in the city like my entire life, I think the experience of like under just understanding how a cottage runs on its services Mm-hmm. is very different. Like where my cottages are, you're not on any municipal services. So there's no sewer. There's no uh, like water lines coming in, right? There's, yes, there's hydro. There's no um, gas lines coming in. So mm-hmm. understanding the, the well system, understanding the septic system, um, those have been, that's a big experience, yeah. <laughs> yeah. right? And then what happens when something doesn't work? Mm-hmm. So um, it's definitely a learning experience, yes. Mm-hmm. yes. Okay. And so I'm taking a step back because I, yeah. I haven't had anybody really, well, yeah, no, I haven't had anybody start their uh, investment journey in a downtown Toronto condo. Mm-hmm. Is there like, did, did you, that was your principal though, I that guess, was right? Principal. Okay, okay. Yeah. And then you got your second property and that was also your principal? When you moved yes, to I the moved from condo. one to the other oh. and then held on to the originals. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, okay. As rental properties. Okay, yeah. and, you, and do you still have those condos? One of them. Okay, interesting. Okay, because nobody's really, they all start with multifamilies or detached homes, so it's kind of cool to hear that perspective. Yeah, I mean, it was just the sort of nature of having a job downtown, living downtown by yourself mm-hmm. or with a roommate, and uh, that's kind of what it was. Yeah. But they've, uh, they've, uh, they've done really well, and they've paid for a lot of future investments, so... Mm. Okay, interesting. Because really a lot of uh, investors on this podcast, like, they hate condos. <laughs> they like detached, like, well, multifamilies. But I, I, I like the idea of condos, so. So I think with condos, if I had to buy a condo for an investment purpose, mm-hmm. I would not. Mm-hmm. You don't have a lot of control in what you can do with a condo. Mm-hmm. You also don't have a lot of control with the maintenance fees. And mm-hmm. as you know, the fees can go up. And in terms of what the cover, the coverage of those fees is going, getting less and less, mm-hmm. and, you know, as, uh, as you can see. So, um, can you get a better return on your investment in something that's not a, a condo? I think so, if mm-hmm. you're looking in the right places. Um, with that being said, the appreciation is still really good in condos, despite what happened during the pandemic. Mm-hmm. So it, I think it really depends on, um, you know, what you have to put in. Are, are you looking for cash flow or looking for appreciation over time? Is it, you know, something that you see yourself holding on for a very long time? Like all mm-hmm. of those factors play a role in it. I've never had tenant issues in my condos. Mm. They are the easiest properties to manage. That's what I've heard. Like there are some tenants that I've had where I spoke to them only once a year mm-hmm. when it was time to 
renew. Mm-hmm. And that's it. So very, very easy to manage. Okay. And my last question over here is just yeah. what both of you, what do you guys look for in uh, investment properties? Uh, wealth generation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like appreciation, cash flow. Appreciation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cash flow okay. only to make sure that the property is sustainable, mm-hmm. can mm-hmm. carry itself. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, wealth is our only one goal. Mm-hmm. Okay. I like it. And Maggie, to you. <laughs> I would echo that. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Absolutely. And I guess that's why that's where that strategy comes into play, like the buy and hold, because you're really not thinking of getting in and out fast. You got it. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. yeah. I think the cash flow part is um, it plays a role if you want to you want to scale. Right. So if you mm-hmm. want to be able to continue to get leverage from banks and stuff, they want to be sure that your properties can hold themselves. So there is a, a component of cash flow that's important if that's kind of the direction you want to go. Mm-hmm. But you make your money on appreciation. Like mm-hmm. you're not going to make your money on the hundred dollars, two hundred dollars you're getting in your cash flow in your property. Mm-hmm. Yeah. OK. OK. And um, I'm just wondering what uh, you would recommend to new investors getting into this market. Um, so I think there's a couple of things. I think there's the shiny object mm-hmm. syndrome that I think a lot of people are like, um, so-and-so is doing this. I'm going to just try this and go all in and, or maybe this. And it's like, it's, it's just focus. Mm-hmm. I think it's get really good at one strategy, get really, really good at it and keep doing it. To mm-hmm. be honest, like I it, sometimes, and it's sometimes just a really boring strategy, mm-hmm. but it works. It's consistently making you money and returns. Um, and that's okay, mm-hmm. right? You don't have to do the biggest and greatest. I mean, you can. I think it all depends on the person and their risk tolerance, mm-hmm. um, what the person's goal is. And I think that's what it is. You just got to be really clear on what those goals are mm-hmm. and, and what works for you and your family. Mm. I like that because I get stuck on the big shiny item sometimes. <laughs> like, oh. I think we all do yeah. at some point, right? <laughs> yeah. It's hard not to, but I think that's just it. You kind of have to step back mm. and, and then reevaluate like what's working, what's not, what. What can you realistically accomplish in set time that you have for yourself? Mm-hmm. Ooh, I like that. Okay. And uh, is there anything that you ladies would do differently in your journey? Or I, I always say, I looking back, I'm like, I should have bought more properties. <laughs> <laughs> That's but in saying yeah. that, I didn't know how to. Mm-hmm. So, and I didn't know that there. Like at the time, I don't know if there were resources, there probably were, but not as much as we have now. Mm -hmm. So I would say just get the help guidance that you need to move forward because a lot of times what can happen is you get stuck on analysis paralysis Mm -hmm. and you don't move. And I think it's just really important to surround yourself with the right people, to find the right people who you can learn from, who can guide you, Mm -hmm. and just like literally take action. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Just do it. Just do it. it. Yeah. The only thing I would add, and I I echo everything that Maggie says, but it's also like understanding what's the lifestyle you want Mm -hmm. and what's the lifestyle you're willing to put, like to to have today to get to where you want. So Mm -hmm. many individuals that I've spoken to say they want to do this or they want to do that because the returns are really good. But then what is the, what is what are you going to put into that? And actually, can you do that? Do you have the time? Do you have the resources? If mm-hmm. you're going to have a buy and hold, are you going to property manage? Are you going to be dealing with tenants? What happens if you have tenant issues, right? So think about the impact that it's going to have on your lifestyle mm-hmm. and whether you're willing to accept that because there are strategies out there that might be more suitable for someone um, who may not want to be a landlord or be a property manager. So also just just thinking about what that day-to-day impact would be on yourselves. Mm, Okay. And you all seem like you have a really great mindset after being in the industry Mm -hmm. for so long and this industry can be tough. Is there anything that you would give any tips for new investors for mindset? I don't know. Pina. (laughs) I mean, mindset in general, I think like 
you know, we, there's always going to be struggles. Mm -hmm. And if this was a perfect system and a perfect model and everyone got rich, everyone would do it. Mm -hmm. And so recognizing that, that things are going to happen that you don't anticipate, or you're going to have problems with tenants, you're going to have problems with contractors or what, or whatnot. And it's just like, what is the mindset that you want to be in? And it's one that, you know, where you recognize it will be okay. Mm -hmm. You know, we'll figure it out. We'll fix it. There's a ton of resources out there that can help us. Mm -hmm. Will it cause a setback? Sure. But it's a long-term play here, right? So at the end, in the long term, we'll be up. Mm. We'll be up if we stick it out. And those are just lessons that we learn from. Mm -hmm. Ooh, I love it. (laughs) Do you have any mindset tips at all or – Oh, I have. uh, (laughs) I'm big on mindset, for sure, for sure. Um, I think um, for me, it is just know you're deserving of whatever it is you want, Mm. right? Like, I think that we tend to um, maybe question, like, should I have this? Am I I okay? Maybe I'm just okay with what I have. I don't need more. And Mm. I think it's okay to want more for yourself and your family. It's okay to put in more work and work outside of your nine to five and get, you know, and I, I just think that that understanding of, you know, we're, we're deserving of, of wealth mm-hmm. if we want that and nothing can stop us. And we're going to go through a lot of crap and challenges, but like Dina said, just know that that's part of learning and growing. And if we don't go through that, how are we going to be better? You know? So it's just one of those things that, it, it's just part of the process, I think. Mm. Mm-hmm. Ooh, that's going to be a reel because that was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Can I also add one yeah. more about the mindset? Um, I would also add uh, the magic word partnership mm. because that was for me one of the biggest uh, moments that allowed me to scale. And it's not just about numbers. Mm. Before I was so stuck in that scarcity mindset that whatever I do has to be mine. Yeah, yeah, because right. I because I was worked so hard to make that happen, mm. and then through the experience, I realized that once you partner with right people, and right people are people with, who are right for this part type of partnership. I'm not saying that this person is in generally wrong, and this is in generally right. Mm. This is part of your work to understand how to make that match. What can you bring to the partnership? What can they bring to the partnership? Are you aligning in terms of your goals? Mm. Then you together work uh, to achieve that. Mm-hmm. And then you can truly grow something big, something beautiful. And sometimes in the light of that partnership, you realize, oh, I actually I'm capable of doing that. Mm. So in terms of and, and when you're just alone in your own um only yeah. yeah yeah you're just focused on your what what you see about yourself what you see about the world so i would say definitely get go out get out there mm-hmm. and be surrounded by different people all the time mm-hmm. this is going to eat lots of your time lots of your effort lots of your energy all the like all, all the resources lots of your money mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but do it mm-hmm. do it don't try to reinvent the wheel mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah that's true that's true. A lot of us get stuck trying to reinvent the wheel. And it's true. like, I guess that's like delegating, which yeah. like, that's the only way that you can scale yeah. really. So yeah. yeah. And yeah. partnership, like yeah. partner with another active partner, mm. partner with another pe- person who has more money, invest your own money mm-hmm. and see how your active partner is doing that. Like all those little pieces, mm-hmm. be generous with your time, which is our highest asset, mm-hmm. maybe mm-hmm. after energy <laughs> and focus, like do these things with exchange. It's just like money. The more you exchange, the more you get back, the more you grow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Totally. There's a, a, a saying that I heard a little while ago is, would you rather have 
your own full grape or half a watermelon. Mm. And I think it goes exactly to what Ella is saying. When you bring more people in, you know, whether it's monetary, you know, value or something else, the service, education or whatever, you get something bigger back. Mm. Yeah. Oh, I like that. I never heard that saying. I like that. Mm. <laughs> Amazing. Well, we're coming to the end of the podcast now. So thank you, ladies, number one. But I want you to share your socials as well so that we they can follow you down below. So just let them know where they can find you. I guess Spina first. <laughs> sure. So um, I'm predominantly on, on Instagram. Okay. So that's a.b.investors. Perfect. All right. And Lady I'm, Gina. Just, just <laughs> oh, there is something. It's some ending. I don't remember. Lady Gina. It's okay. I'll find Real it. Real estate. Yellow, yeah. You'll find it. <laughs> and I'll put it down below. And then it's down below. And I am the rental property mom. Think about changing that. No, I like that. Um, and then FemPower is uh, FemPower.rei. Yes. Perfect. Okay. Perfect. Yeah. And definitely check out their meetups. I'm usually there and it's, it's super, super fun and always a good time to meet like-minded women. So thank you guys so much for coming on. Thank, thank you. you. I really thank appreciate you. it. So I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you.